0: Hello and welcome to another episode of The Long Finish. I am your host, Tug Coker, and I'm here as always with my wife and co-host, Catherine While Coker. How are you doing tonight, Catherine?
1: I'm great. How are you?
0: Great. Really good. Lots of good stuff happening in the world. Lots of energy shifting. We're taping this on Saturday night. Tomorrow's a big game. It's the big game. Did you know that you can't say Super Bowl? What? It's trademarked in a lot of places, so if they come they can find you. They have to say big game.
1: No. Yeah, it's
0: true. They might find this podcast, looking through the wine podcast, talking about the Super Bowl, and get us. So we don't know who wins the game. You you're listening to this on Tuesday or whenever you decide to start listening to the show. We're taping on Saturday night, so we're going to get uh, a bunch of wine for tomorrow, non-alcoholic for you. Some great stuff for me, and it's going to be a great day. It's It should be a national holiday. Isn't it? No. Oh. Um, it's not.
1: Well, it is on a Sunday.
0: But I'm asking my congressman, Ted Lieu. It's one of the most important things, I think, out there right now. So, Ted Lieu, if you're listening, start something to make Super Bowl a national holiday. Right. Okay, gang. Mm. Here we are. Episode fifty seven of the long finish. It's also the week of love. Valentine's week. I don't know what people's thoughts are on that day, actually. But um, in theory, it's the day of love.
1: Well, we're pretty festive over here.
0: We have some Valentine's cards, some hearts put on the wall by our four-year-old son
1: we got stickers we got hearts we got a whole slew of decor you know Esther's has a bunch of stuff we're doing for valentine's and so yeah we're in the mood
0: and i know next week on sunday which is maybe the 14th right it is valentine's yeah. day yeah I mean, you're doing uh rosé tasting which is a tradition that we do at all Esters. weekend actually all you weekend can long it. yeah so we want to carry that theme into the episode tonight and talk about rosé and we're drinking a wine tonight that you're crazy in love with because it's delicious, it's affordable, could be perfect for Valentine's Day. So what are we drinking?
1: I l- really like this wine. It's the Casa do Vale Vino Verde Rosé 2019 from Portugal. It is really thirst-quenching, delicious, super affordable. I'm into it.
0: Now, I know you don't speak Portuguese, but V-A-L-L-E, you're saying Vale.
1: Casa do Valle, Valle. I don't speak Portuguese, so
0: I don't... You do speak Spanish.
1: Well, in Spanish, it's Valle, but I don't know if that's what it is in Portuguese.
0: I just want to make sure we cover all of our bases. So any of the Portuguese speakers out there, hit us up on Instagram, DM us, and let us know how we're saying V-A-L-L-E in Portuguese. My guess is Valle, but whatever.
1: Well, it could be Casa do Valle.
0: Regardless of what you call it, we know it's delicious.
1: The wine is good, people.
0: So we're going to get to that in a minute great week to be drinking rosé but uh let's talk about some big events in our life catherine and tugs life
1: guys we found a house or big news we should have
0: drum rolled but we didn't do uh, it but yeah. but we found a home now we won't go into the details until it's officially closed can we can we just say it to say yeah, that yeah for sure yeah yep. but we have found a home we've looked all over la you counted how many places?
1: This was the 26th place we 26th saw.
0: 26th place that we've seen. We've put offers into four places, right?
1: Correct. This is the fourth.
0: So we're hoping that this is the one. And so when it does close and we move, move, <laughs> or right before we move, we'll unveil the details of uh, of this house. But it's big news over here. So you haven't been able to sleep all week, really.
1: I haven't. I. It, it's just... I mean, now finally I am sleeping because I'm so relieved and just like really excited about it. And, but look, I am just starting my third trimester. We got to go, you know? So, this is
0: a big goal of yours. I mean, huge. Many, many heartfelt conversations between you and me being like, Tug, look me in the eye. We need to find a house before this kid comes, or I'm going to lose it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That is essentially what I've been saying.
0: I'm not going to make it in this apartment if this third kid comes.
1: I won't. I won't survive. Hopefully we
0: won't be here. Hopefully, you know, fingers crossed it all goes well and we'll be moving out right before the kid comes.
1: That's the plan. I mean, you know, the day after we opened Escrow, I, uh, you know, I had the movers on the FaceTime and calling people and I'm planning it out. I'm ready to go.
0: Oh boy, are you planning it out? You've already decorated the whole house in your head, haven't you?
1: Definitely.
0: So it's a big year, 2021, because everyone knows the events of the world, but in our personal biosphere, minivan, Mm. Mm. home, Mm. Mm. kid coming. Mm.
1: (laughs) It's a big one. The
0: first four months of this year are just bonkers. So come along on this journey with us, folks. Pull up a chair. Listen to us as we go through this crazy ride, but enjoy some good wine. Exactly. That's the point, right?
1: That's it. That's life.
0: Wasn't that a magnet on your grandma's fridge?
1: Life's too short to drink bad wine. I think
0: that's right. So that's what we're going to do.
1: It is too short.
0: Actually, the one on your grandma's is life's too short by the shoes, right?
1: (laughs) That is my grandma's. (laughs)
0: was too short by the shoes. What
1: well, she did.
0: She really did. And you were always <laughs> mad about that, right? Because she had fantastic shoes.
1: Oh, my gosh. She, the story is that I think from her neighbor or friend who had passed on, she got something like 80 pairs of Ferragamos and they were seven narrow and I am seven and a half regular. I mean, I could have tried to squeeze- No, you were like one of the
0: Cinderella's stepsisters. My- and you're like trying to squeeze that big old I'm flip like, in that glass you, slipper.
1: are any of these open toe? Are <laughs> any of these open toe? I will make it work. That's right. But that narrow just killed me.
0: So amidst all of our chaos, life's too short. Buy the shoes. Life's too short- to drink bad wine. We're going to drink some great wine tonight. So let's talk about the wine that we're going to be drinking this evening and why it'd be perfect for Valentine's Day and why it'd be perfect for almost any occasion. I think this is actually a combo wine for Valentine's Day and also the theme of the year, which is weeknight wines, right?
1: Weeknight wines. And I would add on one of my wishes for last year, for people to drink darker rosés because it is darker in color it hasn't flown off the shelf in the same way that that lighter color rosé does although you know people aren't scared of it in the same way they used to be but there's still that misconception that it's sweet and this is just it is dry it's less than two grams of sugar it's extremely dry delicious so the wine is Casa de Valle The Vino Verde (laughs) Rosé.
0: She side-eyes me as she says the name. From
1: Portugal, 2019.
0: I will say the color of this wine actually feels between a Provence style and a darker rosé. To me, it's sort of in the middle.
1: Yeah, it's not crazy dark, but it isn't that ballet slipper pink. This is more of a salmon or arctic char color. The hue, it's not like ballet slipper pink like some of those Provence rosés. But it's not really, really dark and pink like Tavel or some Italian rosés. You're right in saying that it's in the middle.
0: Click aside, how much fun would it be for you to be a part of like a paint company to come up with the names for colors? That'd be fun, or no? so fun. Like Actually, Ar- Ar- Art- I'm thinking of Arctic Char. Like <laughs> that is an You know, like description I was of a color.
1: Like a lipstick company would be the most fun, yeah. or fingernail polish because that's just a little more frilly than paint.
0: Yeah, ballet slipper pink, Arctic Char. Very good. Very very good.
1: So Portugal, we've done one other. Wine from Portugal on the podcast, episode 25. It was the Prunus, a red wine. Probably the most known things from Portugal are port, right? And Vino Verde. People think Vino Verde is a grape, like many regions. They just assume that's the grape. It's not a grape, it's a region. It's a small region in northern Portugal. It's on it borders the coast and then goes inland as well. And it's mostly known for white wine with great acidity, a lower alcohol, and typically a little spritz. And the wines used to have a little spritz because producers would bottle them so quickly that they would start re-fermenting a little bit in the bottle. Nowadays, winemaking is really clean. And so if there's a spritz, it's usually because it's artificially carbonated. These are wines that are inexpensive, synonymous with summer, and it's really the national drink it's the national lunchtime drink of Portugal. I mean, it used to be so popular. Portugal didn't even allow Coca Cola for years. So like, why do we need that? We have vino verde. Now you can get Coke there. But it was just this really popular Drink and still is. What is much lesser known and harder to find are Vino Verde Reds and Vino Verde Roses. So that's kind of fun that we're drinking this tonight. This particular wine comes from the sub-region of Basto, which is not on the coast. It's about 75 kilometers inland, more rugged, more mountainous, a little bit warmer and less humid. And the vineyards are on both sides of the river Tamaga, and it's pretty warm there. And this estate is the named after the big house that's on the property, which is Casado Valle.
0: There we
1: go. It's a super old estate, dates back to the 18th 18th century. But the current family who owns it, which is the sousa Botello family, took over in 1989. And they've got some old vines, some new vines, you know, 8 to 35 years old. But what's kind of cool is they have a combination of different kinds. They have these vines called Inforcado, which are tree-trained vines, so vines that grow up on the sides of trees. They have ramada or trellis wines. Most of their red grapes are trellised. And then they have the modern single wire training for their white grape varieties. And the white grape varieties are, and red grape varieties are all super indigenous to Portugal. Things mostly that you don't hear all the time, the whites like Alvarinho, Lorero, Arinto, Azal, not sure every day, and in Vino Verde, you're allowed. These are all grape varieties that are permitted. Usually, it's a blend of those. But for red and rosé, the main grape variety is Vinho or Sousão. It's the primary red there. There's also Rabo de Ovelha and Torgo Nacional, and this wine is 90 percent Vinho. Now, a cool thing about Vinho which I don't know that much about, I guess it's kind of like Malbec, right? Medium body with a little peppery note is that it's a Tenturier grape. And this is a term that I learned recently. So cool. So most red grapes, right, are... Red on the outside or purpley, dark on the outside, but have a clear flesh. We've been talking about that for years. The reason that they get color in a red wine is because the juice macerates with the skin and the pigment from the skin colors the juice. But with Tenturier grapes, the actual pulp, the juice inside, is colored. It's not clear. Isn't that cool? That is cool. The only other grapes... That I really think of, maybe people would know are Alicante Boucher or Saparavi. Those grapes are Tinturier grapes Don't as well. Know those. But it's not common. So this is just such a cool thing. It's a little fun fact. Yeah. Let's do a tasting. Please. So, as we said, we've got our Arctic Char Hue. I swirl my glass and it's taking a minute for these legs to come down, and they aren't teeny tiny. I mean, there there's definitely some viscosity here, some alcohol. Let's take a look. 12% alcohol. Okay, that's on the, you know, it's above medium for a rosé, really. Let's put our nose in there. Strawberry, sour cherry, like a sour cherry candy. Maybe red plum. There's a candied element, not just to the cherry, but to everything, really. Candy strawberries as well. And there's a really floral an herbal note. The floral is kind of, I don't want to say, it's not that pretty. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's like a red flower that's like smells just kind of like an herby flower. I wish I knew the name. I could think of something better. I get some pepper, wet rocks.
0: I feel like this isn't the most powerful nose though.
1: It's mostly about that candied fruit with a little floral and minerality. Let's taste it. It's dry, medium plus acidity, medium plus in body. It's got all that juicy fruit, but it's more sour. There's not that candied element. It's still juicy, sour cherry. It's still juicy strawberry, but nothing candied about it. It's more tart and fresh. And there's a little spicy element to it too. Kind of on the finish, just that like pop of peppery spices. It's not a complex wine. It's simple, it's juicy, it's really refreshing. I think this is a great winter rosé because of that dark color, the little bit more body to it, the depth of that juiciness. You don't need to sit on a patio in the warm sun to drink this. You know, you could have this on a cold night and be happy with it.
0: What are you going to be eating on that cold night to pair with this one?
1: Arctic char. There you go. It would be Except good the with the title of the episode. Yeah, well, it would be good with like fish, For you sure. know. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, of course, I'm thinking salmon or Arctic char because of the color, but sort of like a more meaty fish, maybe like ahi tuna. This would be awesome with even with some spices like wasabi yeah. or something. All that juicy fruit will go great with those spices. I think this could be good with some sushi. Could be good with Thai food, some spicy Thai food.
0: What about chips?
1: Oh, yeah.
0: Catherine made fun of me because I came home with like 10 bags of chips today.
1: I'm like, where are we supposed to put these and who is eating these?
0: First of all, they were on sale, so I had to buy them. And Second of all, our kids, I'm sure there's a lot of parents listening to the show. Our kids eat nonstop. Okay, so we thought of some food that pairs well with this. How can we tell our listeners to go find this wine or something similar to this wine?
1: Well, I think it's fun to, again, explore darker-hued rosés. It's also fun to explore rosés from places other than Provence. So think about rosés from Portugal, Spain, Italy. Expand.
0: The other question I'd ask you is, you mentioned winter rosés. It's an episode that we talked about last year. I think it's a title, of winter rosés, so look oh, for that. Mm-hmm. But what makes you think of a winter rosé. What characteristics are in a winter rosé and maybe some regions that conjure the idea of winter rosé?
1: I definitely think uh, a a rosé with more body, a rosé that will hold up hold up to heartier fare, stews and soups or proteins like this one would some spicy food, something that just has more sustenance. Some of the Lovely rosés we enjoy in the summer are great with food, but they're also perfect on their own, just on a warm day. And a lot of winter rosés, I think, just benefit from having food. And regions that I think of, well, I think of heartier grape varieties like Syrah in southern France or Mencia or Tempranillo in Spain. Of course, this vino verde is unusual, but this is perfect in Italy there's a range of Sangiovese rosés, but Sangiovese can be a more wintry rosé as well.
0: One of the first, I think the first winter rosé that you put on Esther's 5 years ago was a Nebbiolo.
1: Oh, fabulous. Yeah. Mhm. But again, more depth to it, more complexity, yeah. more serious, more body, great for winter time.
0: The other thing I would say is you can go the Winter Rosé route, or go to your wine shop and ask about Vino Verde, because we drink Vino Verde with, I believe, Andrew Major.
1: Oh, that was Albarino. Albarino. Yeah, but it was oh. it was inspired by Vino Verde, because yeah. it had a spritz to spritz, it. exactly.
0: So I think Vino Verde is like a great, like you said, gluggable lunchtime wine, especially as we creep out of winter and into early spring, go to your local wine retailer and ask about a Vino Verde for a great little early afternoon Absolutely.
1: Wine. Something that's light, it's spritzy. I mean, it replaces lemonade. That's the idea, right? Lemon, lime, lemonade, and always affordable.
0: That's true. We got some at Esther's, So if you're coming in for Valentine's Day or a weeknight wine, come look for this wine. Or if you're sitting on the patio, we're open again. But, you know, I should ask you... How has the first week gone with the return to outdoor dining?
1: Well, it's so wonderful for us at Esther's to just have more people in the space. It's just a different energy than, you know, having retail only and being, you know, a couple of managers. So it is nice to have staff back. It's nice to see people and give them good hospitality. So far, it's been smooth. There are all these new regulations. Um, so it's a matter of educating customers about, okay, things have changed in the last couple of months. Now we have these new rules because what regular person is going to go read the guidelines from the public health website? I mean, very few people unless they work in the industry. So, you know, that will take a little bit of time. But so far, it's been smooth.
0: I will say I was there tonight, Saturday night. As we're taping, I was over there earlier, and it was so much fun just to see people back in there, being smart, being safe. But, I mean, I will say Esther's is very socially distant. I mean, the tables are 8 to 10 feet apart. So if you're looking for a place to go in L.A. that you, when you want to feel comfortable, this is definitely a place you should consider. But it was just great to see people out being social and just what looked like the remnants of, you know, 2019 and previous. So, uh, no, that was great to see. But um, like I said, if you're an Esther's, look for this wine. If you're out in the world, look for a Vino Verde or a Winter Rosé and let us know what you think of these wines. Hit us up a DM uh, at the long finish on Instagram. All right, now we come to the last portion of the evening, which is what has been inspiring us this week. I'm going to go ahead and go first. As I said, we're taping this Saturday night before the Super Bowl, but my inspiration, now he's... He's a complicated figure in the world, but people see him as the goat of quarterbacks. It's Tom Brady. Why am I inspired by Tom Brady? He's still playing sports professionally, and he's older than me. How can you not be inspired that's impressive by that, that yeah is. and you know and we all kind of come up generationally rooting or or watching people that are you know of similar ages and as you get older, you start to see these players fade away. I mean it happens early, like late twenties. Early 30s, certainly mid 30s, late 30s. Guys like LeBron are carrying the torch for a lot of people. You know, in their mid 30s, mid to late 30s. Tom Brady's doing it at 43 years old in his, I believe, 10th Super Bowl, and it's just hard not to be inspired. For whatever you think of Tom Brady, through all the complications, ups and downs, can't help but be inspired by the fact that he's going to play football. He says until he's 45 or older. That's crazy. Wow. I haven't played a sport with another adult outside of golf. (laughs) Certainly not a contact sport in like 10 years. So shout out to Tom Brady. Shout out to old athletes. Catherine, what do you got?
1: Well, I'm not a big social media person. I'm on here sometimes, but not very active. However, there are a few people that I follow that I think are interesting. And this one person is Irsa Daly Ward, and she's a writer. She's a poet. She's in Brooklyn. And every single thing she posts, I'm just inspired. And she writes just the shortest little either poems or snippets or thoughts about life. And I don't know. I, I, I Sometimes I'm like, oh, man, the universe is talking to me through this person and in Instagram. I know that's so crazy, but...
0: I mean, Is there an example of a snippet that you can recite on the show?
1: Here's something she wrote the other day. What is now will soon be past just because you do it doesn't mean you always will whether you're dancing dust or breathing light you're never exactly the same twice i'm sorry i just could get lost in here or why well, i know we're still doing the podcast yeah, but thank you. i just like <laughs> They're just little snippets and I uh, I enjoy it.
0: Well, you bring up something interesting, what I think about a lot, which is how people choose to use their social media platforms. And there's something fun about someone just kind of popping in to drop a few lines of poetry or prose and dipping away. I think the people would do it better than you and I do, but people are always sort of dabbling in social media. And I think... You know, social media gets a bad rap, but there are places where it's used really, really well. And you kind of find yourself gravitating towards, like you're doing tonight.
1: Well, if it is a platform, and if someone is really consistent about what they do, you can discover something new, not just a personality or a vibe from somebody, but a writer or a poet or a really good interior designer i don't know i mean that's probably more common but i love following this well
0: our platform here is wine and we hope you learned something here tonight about the wine that we discussed Something else you learned that we're moving into a new home but hopefully you're enjoying the show and that's it That's it for episode 57. Episode 57 is in the books. Thank you to all of you for continuing to listen to the show. If you have an opportunity to rate, review, or subscribe to the show, if you have an opportunity to get one in for us on Valentine's Day, it can be one or two words. Great show. Love it. Whatever. Mean a lot to us. Catherine, where can they find you and The Long Finish on social media?
1: You can find me at Catherine Weill Coker on Instagram and Facebook. And you can find The Long Finish at The Long Finish on Instagram and Facebook. You
0: can find The Long Finish on Twitter at Pod. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Tug Coker. Thanks again to everybody for listening to the show. We should be back with some episodes next week and beyond in February. At some point, we're going to have to stop. To have this kid, we
1: will. But we're gonna we're
0: gonna push through until that time comes. We have to move, so stay tuned for more episodes. Got some great ideas in store. A couple episodes with interviews to release in the coming months. So stay tuned for that. Until then, have a great week. Be smart. Be safe. Practice social distancing. Wear a mask. And happy drinking.
1: Ciao.